You're listening to the Beauty by Studio M podcast, where we discuss beauty, skincare, and spa culture through the perspective of a Black esthetician. This is your host, Mariah. Let's get into it. Hi, loves. Mariah here. Thank you guys again for tuning in for another week of the Beauty by Studio M podcast. I am so happy that you guys are continuing to listen to the podcast. It means the world to me. I actually have COVID this week, so I've been home. And um, a positive about that is I'm going to actually get the episode out on the right day. So you know what? Silver lining. I'm with it. Um, I have had COVID for a couple days though, so I'm kind of at the end on the inside of it, feeling better, thankful to God that it's not taking me out. So um, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Um, I hope you guys have a great week this week. And yeah, let's get into it. The Beauty of the Week is a segment of the show where we highlight not only the person who had their foot on our necks with their look, but also the team that got them there. Because we all know we're only as good as the weakest player on our glam squad. Tell me I'm lying. Okay, for the Beauty of the Week this week, we have no other than the beautiful, gorgeous, talented songstress, Miss Seven. She was attending the Black Honors Music Awards, and she just looked absolutely phenomenal. Let's go ahead and get into her look. It looks like she was actually styled by quite a few people, and I get that because the look looks like multiple looks put together, if that makes sense. And so you guys have to have to look at the picture, but honey, flawless nonetheless, whatever they put through. I love when I see fashion teams actually look like they've studied fashion um, because it just it just flows. Like the dress looks good. The jewelry looks good. The hair matches. She literally looks like a goddess and they all put their education together to make this look and I love it for her. And so this was the Black Music Honors is the event she attended. The hair was done by Miss Tamala. It's either Mew or Mio, but Tamala is correct nonetheless. <laughs> um, and then up next we have for makeup, Miss Okalia. And the makeup was flawless as well. I mean, giving very much airbrush goddess, very much effortless, very much, I don't have to do too much. Um, styled by Miss, oh, actually she's styled by quite a few people. So it was Kelsey Ashley, Domo Cakes, and then style.live, and then mk.i or mk.i. Styling team, again, amazing. Did a wonderful job. And the designer is going to be Jert Joanna Cotezi, I believe is how you pronounce that. And yes, everyone pulled their weight on this look. Seven looks amazing. Um, I hope she, I don't know if she was actually being honored, but if she was, she definitely looks like a winner in this outfit. So congratulations to her and her team for pulling off such a flawless look. I mean, we, we don't, we can't thank them enough. Just literally pushing the beauty industry forward, and I love it for them. Literally the real MVPs and the real VIPs, okay? Trendy or true? This segment is where we discuss the latest do's, don'ts, and what the hell were they thinking in the beauty industry? This segment is meant to be a positive look into ways we can all understand treatments and protocols of the spa industry. (music) 
So on this week's segment of Trendy or True, we are going to talk about a very old school method of helping remove blemishes from your face. And so um, I've actually used this method in my high school days and um, did not get much success with it and have never done it since. But let's talk about it. So does toothpaste work on pimples? Why or why not? Well, Anyone who's ever put toothpaste on a pimple, I want you to close your eyes and think about when this happened. When you did this, when you took the toothpaste off, was there any difference? Please tell me. Think about it in your head. For me, the answer was no. There was no difference whatsoever. Um, I do get how this should work, and I do get where they were going with it. Um, As to whoever made this stuff, I'm not sure. I think I might have seen this like on a... 80s sitcom show or something like that but I can understand with my esthetician brain where they were going and so let's talk about how I think they were thinking it's supposed to work so it does not erase blemishes we know that for a fact I don't think anyone on here I'm actually confident in saying no one has actually seen a full erasure of their blemish after they're putting toothpaste on it okay so Whenever you are putting this toothpaste on it, what's going on? Well, toothpaste, being it does have the menthol, mint type ingredient, it should help with inflammation. So if your pimple is inflamed, I can see how that could be soothing to it. Um, Also, possibly even drying it out. Toothpaste is just drying in general. And so um, putting that directly on a blemish I could see it possibly drying it out and even somewhat exfoliating all of this I would say it's doing it on the absolute lowest level it could possibly do it on nothing to write home about definitely nothing to suggest to anyone else but I do I can see the thought process and I can see why on paper this should help with a blemish but it just simply does not it's not enough of any three of those different things for it to completely heal and remove a blemish okay so on the market today though they have come up with this new pimple patch um it's been out for like the last year or so where they are claiming that said pimple patches you put on your face and they will essentially speed up the healing process of your pimple i.e or even take it away i have seen very many commercials about this i've seen influencers on their pages, putting on pimple patches on pimples and then taking it off with clearly with makeup on, on top of the pimple saying that it's gone. Like it's clearly not, it's clearly still there. I can definitely still see it, but whatever. Um, Whenever you start, whenever the media finds an idea that's cute like this, they will push it. They don't really care what the results are. They're gonna push it until we just be like, y'all, this does not work. Like don't even waste your money. It doesn't work. So with the new pimple um, patch, though, let's talk a little, bit, a little bit more about it. So it's, again, the same concept, somewhat better. 24-hour patch, it's going to remove a whole pimple. Um, they have, they're packing those healing ingredients in there so that it really does help reduce inflammation and really does soothe any tenderness that you may be feeling and even possibly reduce the size Definitely not erase it, but definitely re- reduce um, whatever uh, size it was 
just as a part of the healing process. Um, I have seen, I do believe it does all those things. I do believe that, that, that it does it way more than toothpaste does for sure. But as far as just erasing a blemish, I don't believe that it does that. Anyone who's saying that it's doing it for them must have already been on the end of the healing process and put it on for like a day maybe and just, uh, it was already half gone anyway and it just healed it up. But even still, Photoshop, no Photoshop, this is very much trendy and I would say somewhat true. I guess the patches, I can't see the positive in the patches. There, There is positivity in there. I would not advertise that it will take any blemishes away. But if you want to, you know, soothe it, reduce it in size, reduce an inflammation, I don't see anything wrong with the pimple patch for that. So um, ways that you actually can reduce blemishes, though, I always got to tell you guys, exfoliate the skin and cleanse the skin. Those are the main ways that are going to reduce your blemishes. If you are having a hormonal breakout, you can re you can exfoliate and um, cleanse your skin till you're black and blue in the face. It's not going to do anything. Hormonal breakouts are not controlled by what we're doing externally to our body. It is only controlled by what we're doing internally to our body. And a lot of times you can't you can't redo hormones in a day. Like it's just not going to happen. You have to let it just pass. So whether or not you're having a period, maybe you're super stressed out, maybe the medication that you're on is, you know, birth control is affecting your hormones, causing a breakout. Those things there are ways to make the skin around it look better, i.e. cleansed and exfoliated, but it's still going to be, you're still going to see a bump, you're still going to see some kind of nodule, and that's normal for hormonal breakouts, you just got to let it pass, That it is what it is. Um, there are, there is another way of getting rid of pimples faster, uh, again, not hormonal ones, there's nothing we can do for hormonal ones, but say for instance, you have an event to go to, and you woke up and you realized that your um, small pimple has now turned into something bigger. You can go to your esthetician and ask her to zap it with the high frequency machine. Now, don't say zap it per se, but she'll know what you're talking about. It's not really a zap. What that high frequency machine does is helps remove bacterial out on the outside of the skin to help it be able to, one, heal faster, two, accept the treatment, any kind of um, treatments that you have for ingredients that or products that you have to help treat it in inflammation and things of that sort, it should be able to take it even better, like even more, with even more efficacy, I guess you could say. And so um, going in with the high frequency machine using the machine to really maneuver um, on the pimple area, on the pimpled area, um, really just, I don't want to say irritate it, but just get all of it, all up in its personal space, stimulate it. That's what's a good word. Really stimulate it. That will help speed up the process of the, um, help speed up the process of the, of healing. And so, again, it's not going to be gone completely in that same day, but you will notice a huge difference, huge, huge difference. <clears throat> and it will definitely speed it up much, much faster than anything else on the market, including the little pimple patches. Um, acne especially is really good with the high-frequency machine. 
Um, it removes bacteria and stimulates the skin. That's always good. Um, that will definitely help speed up that healing time as well. Um, again, not completely removing anything, but helping speed up that time. So you're so now let's talk about the girls who are like, Mariah, I have more than enough products. I don't want to buy anything else. What can I do as an in-home treatment? If you just absolutely had to, if you're like, I'm a toothpaste girl, I don't care, then switch to the Advil liquid gels and rub that on the pimple instead. I have also used that, and that actually works much better. And it makes more sense. Uh, there's actual product in there that is supposed to be um, helping soothe. And so those do help in healing blemishes as well and reduce inflammation. Again, it's not going to <clears throat> remove it completely, but it's way better than toothpaste. So there are your options, girlies. If you guys are um, have any questions more about that, we can definitely discuss. If you're deciding that you're going to still use your toothpaste because it's nostalgic to you, right on, girlfriend. Do your thing. Um, but these are the facts, and so now you know. Ask an esthetician. Do you have a skincare or beauty question? Well, I have an answer. In this segment, I answer your questions live and give you my thoughts on the subject matter. Do note, these are my opinions based off of my experiences. And a second opinion from your local esthetician or dermatologist is a must. So for today's segment, we're going to talk about tips for getting a Brazilian, what to expect, the pros and the cons. So a lot of women of color come to me um, when they find out that I do Brazilians and that's their favorite time to start asking me all these random questions about what it's like. Do I think it's disgusting? Is it weird? Um, how can I look at people's vaginas all day? Things like that. And I know it's not coming from like a degrading place, just more of like a curious place because, you know, we weren't, a lot of black people weren't, aren't accustomed, I guess you could say, to getting Brazilians, um, especially in the younger, in their younger ages. Uh, they kind of just let it grow. That was kind of a thing back then. So um, depending on how far back you want to go, but uh, I know a lot of the, a lot of middle-aged women like to ask questions about it. My aunties and even my own mother gets a kick out of it. So I did want to discuss it on the podcast and let people know how natural it is and how beneficial it is and how I swear by it. So I did grow up in a Christian household. Um, so pretty much my vagina and sticking anything up there or maintenance for it in general was just really off limits. Um, I really, when it came down to me wanting to um, start doing maintenance on my vagina as far as removing hair, I actually didn't even ask because prior to that, I would ask my parents about shaving my legs. And it was like, no, you're too young for that. Shaving my underarms. No, you don't need to shave your underarms. Uh, shaving my back, because that was even hairy. And they're just like, no one's going to look at your back. Like, no, you don't need to do that. So when it came to time to shave my vagina, I was just like, I'm not even about to ask, so I'm just going to do it because I don't have time. And so I did. Um, went ahead and shaved it the first time that I did it. Um, and my main concern was the fact that the pads, man. I, at the time, 
again, because I wasn't wearing tampons at that age. I, I was just fighting for my life when it came to my period in this bush. Um, I re- really have, like, it would trap smells. Um, randomly throughout the day, I would smell like blood because I'm literally sitting in a pad full of it. And, um, you know, having accidental leaks and things of that sort. And so I was just like, this is just, this can't be life. You know, I, I can't, I can't continue on this route. Like I just cannot do it. So, um, that was my main reason for wanting to get rid of the hair down there. Um, and it also was just getting too much. Like it was just beginning to be a little bit too much. It was just too much hair. So, um, by that time though, I was already shaving like my legs and arms and whatever else I wanted to shave. Cause I just kind of stopped asking again and just started taking care of my own, um, hygiene and pulling that out for myself. So when it came to shaving, like I told you guys, I didn't even ask. I just went ahead and went for it. Um, I didn't start narrowing until a lot later. So I ended up getting like my menstrual cycle when I was in the sixth grade And I was wearing pads all the way up until probably about either the ninth or the 10th grade. And um, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. So um, I would shave them because again, I had a full bush and I would shave it. And it wasn't until like, I guess one of the periods that I started noticing like, wow, this is so much more manageable I feel cleaner, I feel drier, like this is just, this is great. I really enjoyed having a bald vagina. Um, Whenever I have clients that want, who have questions about switching over, I always make sure I sing the praises about how your menstrual cycle is going to be so much better without the hair. Um, And I explain just exactly what I told you all about, you know, the smells that come from it. Um, A lot of times it's irritating to the vagina anyway, depending on how your hair grows, um, it could be very irritating in general and causes this ulti- like extra bacteria that's not even necessary to just hang around. And for those people who have sensitive vaginal areas, it creates a lot of yeast infections and things for no reason. It's because of the hair, you know, just it being unkept or, you know, trapping um, urine or, you know, any other kind of bodily fluids from down there, sweat and everything like that sort. So those are some of the main key points that I'm able to really get people's attention with and then understanding how um, a Brazilian can help in that manner. Really, I realized since I switched to Diva Cup, that's what I do now as a Diva Cup, there is not even a smell for blood. The blood smells like nothing. I literally smell just as fresh as I do off my period as I do on my period. So that is just, it was just so eye-opening for me. And I just really was appreciative of the fact that <laughs> I, I went ahead and took that kind of step into my own hands. So let's, what was the next thing I wanted to say about that? I'm looking at my notes. Okay, that's good. All right, so I'm laying out the pros for you. That is one of the main pros, other than it being cute and tidy, other than it being clean and fresh, um, other than your period being um, way more manageable without having the hair to deal with as well. You also can think Brazilians, your underwear fit better. <laughs> um, if you if you are one that rocks a bush, typically you'll realize that your underwear feels so much more bigger after you've gotten a wax. Even me, which I don't even get a bush that much anymore, but even I... 
Um, sometimes whenever I'm fresh off of a wax, I'm like, oh, these pants fit so much more better now. It's so funny um, that I say that. I, like every single time that I put my underwear back on from my uh, my wax. And it really doesn't even be that much hair. It's just funny. Um, but yes, that's another pro for that. And then it just looks better. Like, you know, you I feel like you feel a little bit more feminine with your wax. Like you just feel more put together and just feminine. So those are some of the good pros. Um, I'm laying out the pros pretty thick because I want you guys to understand that the cons, baby, they are going to take you out. I'm just telling you right now. So another great thing about the Brazilian wax is the dairy air area. They will wax the whole thing for you. Well, your whole crack is what they wax. They don't wax your butt cheeks. So the Brazilian, any Brazilian that you get will come with that. Typically, they'll have you do knees to chest or get on all fours, just depending on what makes you more comfortable. I personally don't care either way. Most people usually make me do knees to chest, though. I think I've only done like all fours once, and I actually appreciated it. One lady did it on the side, like had me cross one leg to the side, and that was actually really nice as well, which I've only had her do it. That way, I've never seen it done like that ever again. But yeah. And so um, I remember when I first got started to shave, I was not shaving my butt. Like, I just wasn't. And the hair was so thick back there. I mean, good Lord. And I remember one of my high school friends was like, she's like, oh, I shave everything, even my butt crack or whatever. And I was like, why would you shave your butt for and so she's like, just because, you know, you never know if someone's back there. I don't want them to be like, you know, oh my gosh, her butt is hairy. So I was like, well, shoot, maybe I should start shaving my butt. And so even when I did start shaving um, my butt area, <clears throat> my butt crack, I wasn't really getting that deep in it. And the hair was just so much. Because um, I'm just a hairy person at this point. I, I think we've kind of realized that. <laughs> Um, but I would, you know, I would shave it sometimes, but it wasn't like a mandatory thing that I would have to shave because again, no one was back there for me at that time. <laughs> that was, that was an early concern of mine. But now that I'm an adult, I do appreciate that butt strip because again, it just, it feels good to not be ripping hairs while you're wiping your, your butt. Uh, it just feels good to not have any hair back there. It's just nice and crisp. Um, clean and fresh and so I love that too so if you are one a lot of people who come to me for their first Brazilians typically have like butt hair galore um, just growing out and coarse because you know we are people of color most of the time our hair grows out kind of coarse or curly um, and it's just so much hair back there and cleaning it up just makes everyone feel so much better to include me because I'm just like, I just know you're going to appreciate having a nice waxed butt. Like that is just, and it doesn't hurt nearly as bad as the Brazilian wax. It doesn't really hurt at all. It's mainly because we use our butt so much that it's not as tender as it is um, in our in the vagina area. So those are the pro, pro, uh, those are the pros. Um, and let's go ahead and move on to the cons and I lay them on thick cause you're going to need them. So is it painful? Oh my gosh. The first wax that I ever got, I just could not wait for it to be over. The lady who told me was like, girl, don't feel bad. The literally the first time I got mine, she literally ripped me off the bed, honey. I, she's like, it hurt so bad. She, the rip came up and she fell off the bed. 
Me personally, I wasn't falling off the bed, but it was so painful. And I went in there at the time with a bush because they told me to grow it out. And I guess I grew it out just way too much. And it was just like so thick and they had to wax so much. I think she had to do like 17 or 18 strips of waxing and like a standard amount is like at a good, that's with the um, hard wax is probably like a good eight to 10 maybe at most. But I had so much hair. She had to rip so many times. I was counting them. They were so bad. And so um, when it was over, though, again, I was extremely happy because it was just so neat and so sweet, like just so cute and just petite and just clean. It's way better than a shave. I mean, it literally is glossy. It's just so soft and just beautiful. And so that if I think if it didn't look like that, I probably would have had an issue, but it was so much better. And then also the lips, um, shaving the lips is always so hard for me. I always somehow cut myself, um, or near, near somehow gets in, into the, um, sensitive area and burns the heck out of me. So whenever, um, I do Brazilians or get minded, I always make sure I'm most, I be, I cooperate the most during the lips because that part doesn't get to be as bald as it could possibly be with, but with waxing it does. And so that wax on the lips hurt so bad, but I was so happy because it just looks so crisp and clean. And so again, the pain is a con, but you won't have to worry about burning yourself or giving yourself a chemical burn with Nair. You also won't have to worry about nicking yourself with shaving. So and it's also kind of faster than shaving, too, in my opinion. If you go without a bush, if you, I think the best time to go, actually, I know the best time to go is if you have a bush right now, go ahead and wax or nair it off and then give it about a week or two. If it's at that week or two, if it's the length of a grain of rice, that's a good time to go in. There's not that much hair and that's a good time to go in. If it is like um, not yet, but you can do it like another week and try to go the next week and then that way... It, you don't want to have 3D hair, like hair stacked up. You want it to kind of all be at a point where it's still laying down. You can still see skin through the hair. That's a good time to go because it's not that much hair. They'll be able to do some good rips quickly and you won't have to be there getting 17, 18 rips. Like you can probably get about a good seven to nine and be out of there. So that is a good time to go. Um, of course, uh, it, the hair is thicker, so... It might, you might notice that you're more, you get closer to that, the, the grain of rice within a week or two, then go in a week or two. But that's just kind of what you want to think about and look for. You don't want to go in there four to five weeks grown out. You will not be happy. You, it will hurt worse. So it is painful. It is bearable. Okay. But it is painful and, um, but it's really quick. So that is a con. The next con is it's pricey. As it's getting more popular, it went from being super expensive because you couldn't get, we didn't have the European Wax Center and the Pretty Kitty and stuff. If you wanted a Brazilian wax, you had to go like to a high-end spa and get them to wax it for you. And they're, all the high-end spas, they're just really expensive. Anywhere between like $80 to $100 to get that done. You could also, um... After like, I want to say my teacher told me it was like the 70s or 80s, um, 
they started being able to open up nail salons and they would do waxing there. Um, you were able to get like waxing done there. It still was kind of like a faux pas because people were, you know, people who could afford it would just go to the spas, but they do, they were starting to do it there. And you can still get those done to this day at a nail salon. They do Brazilian still. Um, but yeah, so that was the other option. But now it's kind of getting a little bit cheaper because when it got to like the everyone can kind of do it type thing uh, with the Asians doing it, it still wasn't, the, the need wasn't still there, still wasn't there. The um, It had, the means was there, but there wasn't a demand for it just yet, that as much. Only like the real it girls used to get Brazilians like that or sex workers, but yeah, so it got really expensive, but now it's gotten, it, at one point in time, it was as cheap as it was getting. It used to be like $40 to get a Brazilian wax. Like 45 was on the high end. And it was just like so much more easier. People were giving away their first Brazilian would be free. You could sign up for like your second and third one. They barely even do that anymore. Like now it's just like, come on, you want one or not? Like you're going to pay full price. Um, some people do do like an introductory rate where it's like uh, $5 off or whatever, but most of the time it's just full price and you just pay anywhere between $55 to $80 to get your Brazilian wax done. Um, and uh, also there's a thing called speed waxing. If you get a speed waxer, typically they'll charge you a little bit even more because they're going to get you in and out. Um, I personally don't care for speed. I really care about for comfort. Um, but we do have people who do care about speed. Like, they'll be upset if you have them on the table for 30 minutes. They were, they're used to being in and out, like, within 10 minutes for their Brazilian. So, um, I think starting off with your hair, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I would, usually the speed waxer is a professional all the way around. They just so happen to go fast. So, that's a thing. But, again, I'm going to discuss it in my one of the later points about speed waxing and why I don't like it and why I don't do that at Studio M. I do move, but we'll discuss it a little bit later about that. So, it is a little bit more expensive, though, if you do request a speed waxer. And, um, yeah, uh, booking them as well is kind of hard. It's getting kind of hard as well because these Brazilian waxes... We're kind of we're kind of on a schedule with our period as well. You don't want to go in the same time you have a period because your skin's more sensitive, and so it hurts worse. But you can still go though if you just want to put your tampon in and you're just like I can't, you know, this is all I have, and I'm still on my period. Then just go. They they could still wax you, but it does hurt worse right before your period and on your period. So, so those are that. So. The next con is no sex for 24 hours. That is very important. Um, it will cause a lot of itchiness. Uh, so much bacteria in that area is just not good. Uh, so having a sexual partner, whether they have hair or not, you know, it, they're just kind of bringing their bacteria over to a freshly cleansed, uh, waxed vagina. And it's just not, it's not great. And so... People don't always follow that rule. I, too, have forgotten before about uh, that I got a wax and still um, participated in adult activity. And, um, yeah, I just wouldn't do it. It's just it's not worth it. Just don't do it. Um, it's getting uh, – the, the reason why, though, 
not only does it, their skin is broken and broken doesn't mean that it's cut. It just means that it's like not as strong. I just, you know, you just spent time ripping the uh, hair out of your skin as well as exfoliating the skin because waxing is a form of exfoliation. That skin is just much sensitive. That barrier is compromised and it's just not as, the skin is just not as strong as it would be had you waited 24 hours or so before you started adding friction and sexual body fluids and things of that sort to just stew down there. So that is why they really suggest you wait the 24 hours. Um, will anything detrimental happen? I mean, your vagina is not going to fall off, but it will cause irritation, a lot of itchiness. Um, and one thing that uh, I've read about is that the, papu- the hair papules could even get infected and excrete um, things that kind of look like white bumps. They will go away on their own, but they do itch. And um, it just and that would just me personally would give me a, a heart attack. I mean, that didn't happen to me when I did it. Nothing really happened, um, but I'm, but it could have been worse. And honestly, that would have given me a heart attack. I would have probably been ready to fight someone if that happened to me. And it's really no one but my own fault because you just know white bumps in the vaginal area is just not a good idea. So um, those are, that's something that can happen on like really, really rare occasion, but that is something because you do have hair follicles down there that literally just had the hair ripped from them. And then now you're adding friction and extra with someone else's hair to the area, sweat, sexual body fluids, those kind of things are mixed up in that area after a fresh wax, it's just not going to be a good idea. So to save yourself from all of that, just wait the hours, just wait the 24 hours, you know, or wait as long as you can. Um, and then this is the last point I want to make about the cons. So not all estheticians are created equal. We are all taught proper ways to wax in school, but when it comes to working at these franchises or working for yourself, it is starts to be drilled into that you have to go fast. You need to get as many clients as you can get in as possible. And the only way you can do that is if you are going super quickly, being really efficient and getting people in and out. Ripping the wrong way causes ingrown hairs. And that typically happens a lot when you're working with speed waxers. They just be throwing that, they throw that wax on and rip it, honey. And they just go at it and just go, 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 go. And um, a lot of times what ends up happening is they forget to apply pressure. They are ripping any other kind of way. They're missing hair and having to rip the same area two and three times because they're not waiting for it to dry in the appropriate way. Um, And, you know, going super fast can also cause lifting. So it's just like, you know, I get it. You want to make as much money as you could possibly make, but no ma'am, not on not on this here, not on this here vagina, okay? I'm gonna need you to take your time. I'm gonna need you to pry, apply pressure, which is a big pet peeve of mine. Like I will cut your tip if I if you're not applying pressure after each strip because that hurts. Um and hold my skin taut. Like that is important to me as well. When we get older, those of us who are doing Brazilians, it will make your vaginal area sag. Like, it will make it sag um, if you're not using appropriate techniques to wax. And so, speed waxing doesn't really a lot for much, uh, you know, holding the skin taut and 
doing uh, presses, pressure afterwards. It doesn't really a lot for a lot of that. Like I literally have had people who would just like rip, touch it, like literally touch it like a tap and move on. Like that is not applying pressure. That is just, some people don't even do even, even that. So that is just a huge pet peeve of mine because it really does hurt. It really does sting and that pressure really does help. And a lot of my clients always say, like, they don't mind the time that it takes because they know that it's going to be a more comfortable experience. So um, I will say after about two or three times, the pelvic area really doesn't hurt. Um, The lips always hurt, like always. I have never went and just been like, she got the lip, lip hair up real easily, like never Every single time they pull my lip hair, it hurts. Um, but whenever they do the pelvic area, I don't even jump anymore. Um, I ne- I remember one time I was jumping and I was like, why don't you just relax? Like, it, it should not be hurting this much. You've been here so many times. And I did, and it did not hurt. I was jumping for literally no reason. And so those are some things that you can just consider. Um, the, one of the perks. Um, you, Of course, you're not going to be able to tell just by looking at a waxer, if they are going to be a uniformed, um, careful and caring waxer, or if they're just going to be a speed demon, you just don't know. So, and I'm not going to say all speed waxers, waxers are bad. They're not. I've had a few good ones actually that were both fast and, um, gentle, but, I would even still say that they're, I was probably a slower client of theirs, even with their fastness. So it just depends. Um, a lot of times, though, these uh, estheticians will, well, there's sometimes there are cosmetologists as well who do waxing. Um, they'll open up their own studios. It's always good when you hear them say, like, oh, I worked for European Wax Center for seven plus years. At least you know they know what they're doing, right? <laughs> Opposed to just a newbie fresh out of school who learned, you know, one time how to speed wax and considers himself a speed waxer and think they're going to speed wax on you. I'm like, absolutely not. You're going to be doing slow waxes on me. So, of course, there's not really a time. I guess there is a time frame. There is a way that you can tell. If you're booking your appointment and it says like 15 minutes, more than likely they're a speed waxer. If they give you more than that, 25, 30 minutes for an appointment, um, probably they're more ni- likely to take their time because they've allotted more time for Brazilians. <clears throat> and so, yeah, those are the cons, though. They are pretty painful. They are pretty pi- pricey. You do have to refrain from any sexual activity, and all estheticians aren't going to be as gentle as you'd like them to be. But ultimately, the the pros far outweigh the cons, okay? Far outweigh. Um it's nothing like have, feeling fresh and feminine and just clean. That goes so far, goes such a long way. So, yeah, make your decision on your own. But if you guys have any questions, we definitely can discuss. All right, loves, and that is the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I can't wait to speak with you guys again next week. I hope my voice wasn't too irritating being I do have COVID and I know I was sniffling and having to cough here and there but overall I hope you guys learned a lot and enjoyed the show okay we'll talk to you guys again next week take care